All right, everybody, welcome back to the Entertainment Talk podcast with uh, myself, Kevin Hart, and I'm Mike Winmacher. Yes, thank you. Uh, I always, I, you're very good at leading in. I always am like confused. Like, do I say hello, internet? Hello, podcasters? I never. That's why you do the opening. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. I, uh, I, I've done that once or twice uh, before. I've done some uh, some intros to some uh, local shows before. Oh, very nice. Uh, so I do like uh, do to do, do those sometimes. You do a fantastic job, and if we're talking entertainment this week, the number one thing has to be just out of nowhere on Monday. Everyone was complaining. They're like, oh, this is the, you know, Thor Love and Thunder hasn't gotten a trailer yet. This is the first time Marvel's gotten so close to a release. It's coming out in July. No trailer yet. When it's going to come? What's going on? Do they have to do reshoots? Oh, my God. And trailers, and Marvel's just like, here you go. Monday after, Monday after Easter, just unassuming Monday morning. Enjoy and yeah. boy, did the internet enjoy! Did you see the numbers? That um, amazing numbers. What was it like? Fifteen million people? No, it ended up being across all platforms. So from Marvel Studios and all Disney platforms, across all platforms, two hundred and fifteen million Ooh. views in twenty-four hours. That's uh, that's and, a couple more than ten. Yeah, and it it uh, it just showed the brilliance once again. Of Marvel, knowing oh, yeah. whenever you, I mean, as a guy who's a comic book geek and loves the movies, right? There's always those. There's certain times where you go. Eh, eventually, they're going to have a misstep. And Eternals wasn't great, Eternals but Marvel great. knows what they're doing. It's a 90 second teaser that gets you hyped, emotionally invested, and it not not once in that 90 seconds is there any illusion or introduction of the villain. So you, the, the villain makes no appearance. Gore, the God Butcher, played by Christian Bale, nowhere to be seen. Nope. Just... Nothing. But they give you just enough, and they give you the fantastic soundtrack with Guns N' Roses in the background for those who have not watched it. If you haven't, what, I mean, go 215 million it. views. Go on, go watch yeah, it. Yeah, you can, you can pause this for 90 seconds and go yeah, watch and it. Yeah, and go watch it. And, uh, yeah, I am, I am so hyped. And it's weird because... I don't know how big into the Marvel Universe you are. I uh, I am into some of it. I mean, I obviously am into Spider-Man the most because that's my favorite. Um, and I, I, I sort of watched the – now, I, I haven't watched, like, all 20-whatever movies th- that are in the cinematic universe. But I did like the first Thor. Um, I For various reasons, I didn't like the second Thor. Um, See, that's what I was getting at. The, the first two Thors were okay. The second one was – Universally, everyone puts the last of all their Marvel. I, I got st- I got Thor. stood up on a date oh. to the second movie. That's so why you're I don't sore like about it. that Thor. <laughs> yeah, what you're saying, but, um, but it's the Renaissance that Taka Wahidi has brought to the character. Yeah, with Ragnarok and now this one. I heard Ragnarok was much better. That was like a real different direction to both of those movies, big time. And and it's the humor that Taka Wahidi brings to the table. That I really enjoy. So I am super stoked. And then the ending scene where out of nowhere in that trailer, you see Jane Foster, Natalie Portman's character, who you only saw like briefly in a cameo in Endgame because she was so upset with the direction of her character after Dark World. Back, yeah. And not only back, but but Thor, like the mighty Thor, the comic, the female comic version of Thor that's going on right now. July eighth can't get here quick. I know oh, yeah. we're not even. I know we haven't even gotten to multiverse of madness yet with Doctor Strange, but I'm just. I am already just take my money, Marvel. Exactly. Take my money with looks Lord. so good. Yeah, 
So I mean, that I, that was the biggest thing I think that that happened in entertainment this week. Yeah, no, I think so. Um, excited, yeah, excited to see that because I mean, like as like I said, there really weren't. Um, I haven't really kept up with a lot of the Marvel movies. I mean, I saw Spider Man, which I really liked. Um, oh yeah, that's that's yeah. fantastic. No Way Home was great, and for those who are fans of Spider Man, uh, another little nugget that kind of sl- swept in under the radar is the part one of Across the Spider-Verse, the animated kind of, you know, the, the Spider-Verse they have with Miles Morales. Yes. The second installment, the the Across the Spider-Verse part one, has been moved from October 7th this year to June of next year. Mm. So you're going to have to wait a little bit longer for that. Yeah. But uh, that first... Uh Across the Spider Verse was amazing. Oh, that yeah. movie, yeah. I was, I, I caught it on TV, and I was so mad I didn't see it in the theaters. <laughs> yeah, visually, I was like, super this is stunning, amazing. super stunning. So, so that was the biggest thing uh, in entertainment world in my life. I know you have a couple of things you want to get to. I do. Yes, um, I have been listening to it for a while, ever since it came out back in. February, I believe, uh, but um, I forgot that I pre-ordered my CD of Back to the Future the Musical. Yeah, which you is... were the first one to, to let me know that this happened. The fact that it hadn't been made yet kind of surprised me because music plays such a big part in that trilogy. It does. There's so many, um, and, and you can imagine that there are so many movies that they turn into musicals that just don't, don't really work. work. No. They're like, this is just silly uh but you know back to the future i mean so much of it is um you have the killer 80s soundtrack but you also have i mean plenty of scenes where music is actually being played like this you know enchantment under the sea dance Mm -hmm. um and there's it's it's such a great um score that they put together because they use the songs from the movie but also okay they do yeah they're able to get the copyright for like power of love and stuff oh yeah yeah nice power of love is a big you know song near the end of the show and everything like that and back in time oh yeah uh which um they use as like play out music i think but they it's in there and they they also but there's a cool thing they do with it where um all the songs that take place in the 1980s are all 80s sounding. Okay. Um, uh, when they, they go back in time? When they go back to the 50s, they're all these, like, um, 50s Broadway sort of, like, bam, 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 bam songs. Or then they'll have, like, like you know, really slow, oh, um, like you know, ballads. like Teen Angel type stuff or whatever. Yeah. Now, now, let me ask you, is it just based on the first movie, right? It, it doesn't go any further, or does it take the whole trilogy into effect in this musical? It is just the first movie. Okay. It makes references to the later movies. Uh, okay. um, and there's actually <laughs> the Act 2 opener, uh, Doc Brown goes into the future um, mm. in a dream. Oh, okay. And it's actually like a like a modern sounding song. Hmm. Um, and it's just sort of like as a gag just to get the audience back into, you know, act two. Interesting. But, um, yeah, no, it's it's fun. Um, the, the guy who plays Marty looks exactly like him and it's creepy. Um, so can you, can you like download this at all anywhere? Yes, or? Okay. it's, um, it's the whole thing. It's on YouTube. Um, it's on iTunes and it's, um, 
wherever cast albums are sold. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's uh, Back to the Future the musical. They recorded it in London. Um, yeah, there's there's all sorts of like the video things. of the performances too that people can check out or not. There's yet. bootlegs of uh, it, which is not a good <laughs> representation. So you no, know but um, but yeah, it's a I've I've watched the bootleg of it and it's really cool because they do a lot they do a lot of projections because there's a lot of stuff you just physically can't right, do. Right. Uh, but it's pretty damn close to the movie in terms of representing different scenes and stuff. Um, it opens, you know, most musicals open with like a big, you know, overture. Mm-hmm. They just have the orchestra play the Back to the Future theme at the beginning. Oh, dude. Oh, wow. Very cool. I may have to may have to check that out. So we have big screen. We have on stage. On the small screen, something that dropped earlier this week on streaming service on HBO Max, the second season of Flight Attendant with Kaylee Cuoco. That was when I was late to the HBO Max train. Okay? Full disclosure on that. Yeah, I still am. And... In theory, when I first decided to purchase it, it was because the wife is a huge Sex and the City fan, right? And so, and just like that, the new Sex and the City is the only place you could get it was HBO Max. So it was right around the holidays, and I was like, well, as a Christmas gift, I'll get her a subscription to HBO Max. We can kind of share it and go from there. Lo and behold, she still has not watched, and just like that, because she wanted to kind of binge watch it all. She didn't want to, you know, wait around, and she's she's done a pretty good job of keeping away from spoilers. So, I kudos to that. But I've watched more of it, so we actually were like, okay, well, when we first got it, let's kind of peruse the offerings, and we had heard good things about the flight attendant. Yeah, it flipped the script on what I was expecting, because from what I expected, I thought Kaylee Cuoco was like going to be the serial killer type <laughs> thing. But it's it, it, it's not that at all. It's more of a uh, kind of international mystery uh, situation. Hmm. So really good first season. And so now the second season drops this week. And I'm looking forward to it to see where the story goes. Because the character is pretty fascinating. She's given up drinking. That's where she got her hallucinations. So we'll see where it goes. Now she's kind of a CIA operative working on planes, apparently, is the subject for season two. So I'm looking forward to it. And I think HBO Max is now kind of gone the way of a majority of streaming services in that they're just going to put one episode out weekly, and so you're going to have to wait around, and it's not going to be a, a, a dump of all the episodes at once, which I See, think is a wise like way to go. I like that. It, it sort of it harkens back to not like this is um, back in the old days, because this is pretty much just, you know, a couple of years ago, but it's you know, like TV. it's like having to watch something on TV and waiting a week to watch it. Right, and you get a, a chance to digest things, because I get the binge-watching thing, right, and Netflix still does that, and, 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 yeah. and, and each streaming service chooses differently, but the problem I have with that is you then, you'd invest so much time and such, so quickly... And then it's over, and then you have to wait so long for for the the show to come back. Yeah, with, with I, these, you you get a prolonged enjoyment. At least in my opinion, you get a prolonged enjoyment. Your yeah. mileage may vary on that, but for me, I like it weekly, just dropping. No, yeah, no, I I agree with you on that because I uh, was really excited for season four, part one of Ozark, and I watched it all in a weekend, and I'm like, oh, now I have to wait four months for the next right, episodes yeah. to come out. That's gonna um, be what's going to happen with Stranger Things too, which we touched upon upon last week. Yeah. Quickly before we go on, I did want to also mention another streaming show, Moon Knight. I'm a geek. I'm a yeah. So, I haven't watched that yet, but I've um, heard good things. The the end of the fourth episode, and I don't want to spoil anything, right? Is just leaves you going. I don't know what the hell I just watched. 
Because <laughs> you're thoroughly invested for the first three episodes. You think you have... I mean, it's an interesting character anyway. It's kind of an ancillary Marvel character. And Oscar Isaac has been fantastic in the role. But at the end of episode four, you go, what? So I'm going to be interested to see. There's only, there's only two more episodes. That's the thing about the Marvel series. There are only six episodes. They know how to and, keep it. And, yeah. and it's going to roll into Doctor Strange, as we mentioned earlier. So I'm going to be interested to see. As of right now, to, to let you know, Kev, since you're not super into Marvel, it has, no, it has not made any connection or allusion to a greater Marvel world yet through four episodes of the, of okay. the show. Okay, so it's its own so you could thing. Come in, you could come in. If you've never watched a single Marvel property yet... You can come into Moon Knight and still be able to follow things. That's good. That's that's a good thing because there are so many. That is, even though a lot of the Marvel movies are accessible as like comic book Saturday morning cartoon esque things, um, there's a lot of them that you have to fully understand the story. You have to right. have seen the previous like 15 movies in order to catch order up. To really, what the, yeah, to what they're doing. I so. mean, you can't just go in cold and watch Endgame. It wouldn't make sense. <laughs> I mean, it still kind of would, but not near. You wouldn't have the emotional connection. No, to you'd it. be like, you'd be like, all right, where's yeah. who are all these people well, coming exactly. from? Exactly. Why, why? Who? What? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so there, that's good. And I'm, uh, I was, I still haven't finished Better Call Saul yet. Okay. Um, season five, but I know that season. I think episodes one and two already like come out wow. this week. So, um, I want to get to keep watching that because it's. It's a damn good show, and it's it, it it does cliffhangers in a way that are like not like annoying and patronizing like some shows tend Which to do. Which is good. That's that that is good. That is good because that's one thing. You're right. Some some of the shows don't know how to pull that off as well. When you when you perfect that art, you're like, you got me hooked. I was trying to think. I I watched what show was I watching recently where it was like they were fantastic. In, in doing that, whereas like the cliffhanger, and you're like, son of a bitch, like you got me again, and I have to go right back. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to write watch the next episode once again. I can't remember. Exactly. Hannibal does that really well. I don't know if you've ever watched really? Hannibal, but I love that. Hannibal's one of my favorite shows, probably. Hmm, interesting. I can't remember what show it actually was that we were watching uh, recently, but there was one that we just happened upon, and it was one of those things of me and my wife just started watching it. We're like. Now, now they have me hooked. They, it was like kind of a who done it, and I can't remember who it was. It was kind of like, okay, you got me, you got me, you got me. It, like everyone, I was like, I got to see the next one. I got to see the next one. I, I think it was actually maybe the flight attendant was that yeah. way. We were like, shh, they're gonna right there is where they're gonna end it. Now I got to watch the next one. Exactly. So, yeah. Looking forward to season two that's dropping right now. Yeah. So, anything else exciting for you there, Kev? Well, <laughs> we've been joking about this, and and we're not gonna get too political with it, but um. Uh, I know that you used to religiously watch The Masked Singer. Dude, first season, I was all about it. Yeah. First season was like, I was a detective, like, trying to figure it out, and I really enjoyed it. Second season started to wane, and I don't know what it was. I don't know if it's because it's very much a one-trick pony show, if you, know what I, if you they, pick up what I'm they, putting down. They started doing some gimmicks with it, and I understand the whole show was kind of a gimmick, but yeah. they, there was one episode where one of the people masked was Kermit the Frog. Yeah. Which yeah. it's like, that... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, so it was one of those things where it, it my, my enthusiasm for it waned. And I think the makers of the show realized that. So they... 
they did something yeah, this, which this um, particular season, which they, leaked earlier in the year. We kind of knew it was going to happen. Kind of forgot about it, and then yeah, it dropped the, a couple the, days ago. This actual, the actual episode finally showed up. And, uh, and, and the result is similar to you have um, polarizing figures on something like Dancing with the Stars, such as like Sean Spicer right. was one of the dancers last year. Uh, so uh, it was revealed that one of the singers was going to be um, America's Mayor Rudy Giuliani. Yeah, which and, was which shocking. Is, and by the way, for <laughs> the individuals who've already been eliminated this particular season... God. To, to know that Rudy Giuliani plays better than you, how bad are you as a singer? And um, like, I don't want to prejudge him. He may he oh, may I, have saying he may have saying George oh, no. good bad to the bone perfectly. Oh, I, I, I listen. I listened to it. No, oh, you did? Okay. he he's just like I was bad to the bone. <laughs> I mean, he's just like, but but uh, so he's you know as. Just as somebody purely singing, not talking about my opinions of Giuliani one way or the other. I mean, he was horrible, and okay. I mean, okay. I mean, and that you would was know more than me. You and that was sang the on point. Stage before, but I mean, but here's the thing: he sings "Bad to the Bone," which there's plenty of songs you can cover, and you're just like you can go, you cannot cover that song because no, like that's not like a that's a song that George Thorogood just does growly in his voice so well, right? Right. You yeah. can't really cover that. No, no, that that's very much his own his own tune. But if anyone could give it a try, I guess why not Rudy? Rudy and 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 there's and there's sort of some sort of irony of him earnestly singing "Bad to the Bone." Very but, true. There's also that. There's but, also that. But uh, the other big thing about that, aside from just that whole thing of him being on there, was um, was Ken Jong, one of the main hosts of it. Who yeah, he's one of the judges. He, yeah, he's one Which of. It's a weird thing because they don't they don't really judge a ton on that show for people who've never seen it before. It's like. The audience kind of chooses who stays, who goes, and then the they, judges. The judges try to figure out. They try to who guess. The singers they make are. a and, lot of jokes. And they can make a save, I think, from time to time. I don't know. They may have changed the rules, but yeah, he's one of the main four judges: with Robin Thicke, Jenny McCarthy, and Nicole Schlesinger, who is a former Pussycat doll. Yes. Uh, so um, they were. I think they were the two of them: Nicole Nicole Schreisinger and yeah. um, Jenny, Jenny McCarthy. McCarthy. I think they they were either trying to be nice or I don't know but they were just sort of dancing along and I'm sure they had the the applause sign bright as possible but Ken Jong he's been in the game for a while he knows how to like he'll have these exaggerated reactions oh, pretending yeah, to be mad yeah. and everything yeah he was actually upset. You could tell that this was real anger, and he was just... They, they, the cameras cut to him, and he was like, alright, and um, I'm done. And he pulled off his microphone and walked off stage. Wow. Yeah, and, but that's what they were hoping for. You, you, get, you, get, you get a figure like him. We're talking about it. Yeah, you get a figure like him, you get somebody like... And that's why they cast them. Uh, because you're going to get a reaction. Good, bad, indifferent. You're going to get... Well, they want good or bad. They don't want indifferent, because indifferent no. means you're not watching. So, good <laughs> or bad, that's what they wanted. So... Uh, and and we, here we are talking about it. And so the mass Singer breathes new life with a little bit of controversy. So I guess kudos to them for that. I'm no. just glad I didn't have to sit through Rudy singing Bad to the Bone. No. And I will, not, I will not be looking that one up. But please, go look up the Thor Love and Tr- Thunder trailer. No, Do that's that again, please. Much more worth your time yeah, much to watch more worth that. Your time. So mm. speaking of worth my time, quickly before we get out of here, Kev, I'm going to try to set aside three hours for the Batman on HBO Max mm. this weekend. It, it, it was on, it, it debuted on HBO Max this past Monday, April 18th. 
uh, as a recording of this for April 21st. So I'm going to try this upcoming weekend to set aside those three hours and try to digest the new Batman film. I want to watch it, too. This weekend is going to be crazy for me, so I don't know, but I do want to watch it. And I misspoke last weekend. I apologize to all the first-time listeners. CinemaCon is next weekend in Vegas. I thought for some reason this weekend was going to be April 28th, 29th, all that kind of stuff. It is not. Unforgivable. Is, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm but <laughs> but next time we get to next time we reconvene, Kev. Yes. Uh, I will. Uh, well, yeah. I will have probably talked to Eric Davis from Fandango.com. Yes. Uh, who you can hear on Let's Talk Arts and Entertainment. I was uh, going to say, look out for um, Mike's Facebook page. He'll be yes. sharing that as well. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he's going to be out at CinemaCon, and next week he will have seen the new Top Gun Maverick movie by the time I speak to him. Ooh, so that's finally coming out then. Yeah, that's coming out Memorial Day weekend, but they're showing Makes the, sense. But they're screening the entire film for critics and everything at CinemaCon next week. Like weekend. a month early. A month early, and allowing them to talk about it. So I'll have a little bit of a, an insider from Eric Davis uh, as what you can expect. Not that I think anything's going to be earth-shattering. It's a Top Gun I was going to say. You I think, know what to expect. I think we but, know what's going to go on in yeah, it. But, yeah, um, and it'll be interesting to see what other things uh, the studios decide to share out at CinemaCon. So looking forward to that next week. Yeah. And absolutely. definitely next week. I'm not lying this time. It'll definitely okay, it really thing. is next it week. It really is next week. So, so unless... Unless something happens. Yes, let's fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. This time. Mike, this was a lot of fun. We Always I enjoy fun. Uh, just talking, uh, nerding out about different movies and oh, TV yeah, shows time. and properties. It's so much fun. Yeah, look forward to it each and every week. And hopefully you, the listener, do as well. Let us know what you think. And uh, make sure you tune in to Let's Talk Arts and Entertainment. 8 a.m. on Saturdays. WMAY. And then this is kind of the addendum to that. Absolutely. Appreciate you tuning in. And Kev, always a pleasure, my friend. Always a pleasure. We'll see you guys next time.